Tape Deck Mountain, Travis Trevison, or John Condit. Travis, wait, I do know Travis. Yeah. Yeah, I do know Travis. He was the first one, and then John Condit was the second one. Uh, Hell yeah, well I'm happy to be a part of it, man. I hope you keep doing it. Yeah. Do a bunch of people. Definitely. Well, yeah, I'm trying to just fill up my calendar with people, just get as many as I can. Mm Then, like, I'll show you that when we're done, I'll show you the artwork that I have so far for it. Sick. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. That so, is exciting, dude. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nashville Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, and today, Scotty Chapman is the guest. So, hello. Happy, glad to have you. Yeah, dude, it's good to be here. So, where, where are you from? You're from the Midwest, right? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Northern Indiana, just an hour north of Indianapolis. Is that where you're from, like, your, like before you moved to Nashville? Uh, yeah, so I went through up there my whole life till I was about 20, and then I moved to Nashville. And I've been here for three years. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Did you grow up in a, like, musical household? Or... Uh, not really, no. My parents didn't play music. My uh, brother didn't play music. It was just kind of in my life through, like, kind of school and just, like, small things here. And I remember my parents got me a piano. For Christmas when I was like eight, that kind of like introduced me to music a little bit. And after that, Guitar Hero came out. And oh God, yeah. After that, it introduced me to rock and roll. And I was like, dude, rock and roll is awesome. Like ACDC, yeah. like Zeppelin, yeah. this sounds amazing. This is great. Like, you know, just the whole like, it hit me right at 13, you know, where you're kind of like, or like 11 or so when you like start to like, you know, you want to like not do what your parents tell you to do. You're like kind of screwed. like screw school, screw homework, you're kind of pissed off a little bit. So it just hit me right at that magical moment of life. And then once I figured out what rock and roll was, it's, I just want to play guitar. That was it, really. So you were 13 then? Yeah. So like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Who were some of your early influences? ACDC was my first band love. So that's uh, Angus Young, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His guitar solos were hit the spot. And then like Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, to Zeppelin. Okay, so. To Jimi Hendrix and all that fun stuff. Yeah, when I, I think when we I first met you, we talked about a Guns N' Roses show. Mm-hmm. I saw them at Bridgestone Arena, and you've seen them, what mm-hmm. back in Indiana? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's different different occasions. They're the Not in a Lifetime tour. Yeah, yeah. I think that was I saw them twenty seventeen. So yeah. I don't know if that was the same tour. It might not. Been. I've seen them three times. Wow, and they've kind of gone. They've just done laps around the world. Pretty much. Really? What's I, essentially? I mean, what's the best time you saw them? Or uh, then Hawaii. That was pretty fun, just because it was in Hawaii. That was like a couple years ago, or like two years ago. Uh-huh. And I saw them in Cincinnati, and I swear I saw them again somehow. And I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe I've only seen them twice. But seeing them in Hawaii, man, that's yeah, sick. That was fun. It's like on the beach or something. Well, they have a stadium there. Wow. Right, like on the island, the Aloha Stadium. Oh, that's pretty wow. cool. It's sick, but yeah, dude, Guns N' Roses, man. Hopefully they can tour again soon. Sad Steven Adler's not in the band. Yeah, I know. The original five members. That was... I never really know why. don't know why Izzy and Steven didn't want to like get on board, but there's probably there's all, all kinds of business. and Get on board with what? Doing the tour with them. Apparently, uh, Steven got to like jump in on a couple songs. Yeah, I saw he played Mama Shell a couple times. But they didn't let him... Like go on any tours or anything like that. Blue ball moment for him. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't. Did they not let him or something? Yeah, they didn't let him. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, well, he got kicked out for doing too many... Like, he was addicted to heroin. Right. But he's better now. I mean, he's still alive. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Must have burned some bridges, I guess. So it was... Uh, which um, guitar hero? Uh, I don't know. I remember I when think they first came out. I played Guitar Hero 3, I think a lot, or 2. Which everyone had Nirvana, Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, I think that was on 2. Yeah. But I, play, I remember playing 1, 2, and 3. And after the third, I advanced to real guitar. <laughs> and I was like, let's <laughs> play real guitar now. Nice. And so I started doing that. How, how fast or do you think it at all translated? I mean, maybe some things, but not the, that's two different ball games. Honestly, right. like, I'm worse at Guitar Hero than I am at actual guitar now. Yeah. You know, they don't correlate. Yeah, either. it's just like a timing thing. Yeah, it's a video game with buttons. But the overall, like, you know, this kind of motion's got to help a little bit. But yeah. um, I don't know. I struggled like any guitar player learning to play guitar, and I still struggle today. But Yeah, it's a hard instrument. It is, dude. I'll look at that. I'm always missing notes. Sometimes I know. Yeah, that'd be so precise with your left hand. Right. right? Like, pinching it and holding it down. Right having field for how hard you can press mm-hmm. it's a completely different instrument than drums right drums is a whole other animal i've been trying to play more drums lately but i'm too late in my development to really what? get good no it would not. take too much time no dude just a little i mean like i can play simple beats but like for me to like learn how to do like triplet feels and like all kind of like to be like Pro, it would, I would have to invest so much time into it, and it's like I don't have that time. Dude, right. doing triplet feels, you could do that easily, but I think I understand what you mean. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. I know how much work it takes to That's learn kinda... an instrument, and that the amount of work it takes to, like, you know, to put to apply all that to drums is just like, right, I can't lot. do that. Right so, now. what are your main instruments? Guitar and voice, essentially. Right. So, since those are my strengths, I'm just gonna run with those, you know. Right. See what that takes, man. What guitar do you play right now? A Strat. Oh. That's my main pickup. Yeah. Okay. You're not a Les Paul. I like the Les Paul sound. They're too heavy, though. Yeah. It's chunky. Like it's got the I, very meaty tone. Mm-hmm. Man. I use the Les Paul like recording because I need the sound, but uh, playing live is just like I don't know. I just, I've gotten comfortable with the Strat. How yeah. it feels and everything. So. Yeah. How long have you had that guitar? For like four years, five years now. Okay. Yeah, maybe longer. I don't know. What was your first guitar? A Strat, like a Mexican Strat. Okay. Like one of those like cheap affinity models. What was your one of your first pedals? Do you use pedals a lot in your playing? Yeah, I use pedals. I can't remember what the first one was. It's probably just some cheap distortion. But I use this thing called a Soul Driver. I find pretty pretty good luck with that one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Your band that you mainly focus on is the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you start that band? The first time I played a show with like a formation of that band and music was in college. So I guess when I was 18. And you went to college in Indiana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. High U or whatever? I went to a small school called Ball State. Ball State? Yeah. Like B-A-L-L? Mm-hmm. Ball. Wow. Ball. You know the, ball, the mason jar? Like the ball? mason jars i think so maybe the glass mason jars everyone has yeah the people who started that started that university 
So it's like that's the business that like basically launched a college. Wow. That's where it's all from. But yeah, I just went there. A small town. All of Indiana is a small town. <laughs> Except Indy. Even Indy's small for a city. I played in Bloomington. Bloomington's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like Bloomington. That's probably my favorite part of Indiana is probably Bloomington. But yeah, the first formation was when I was eighteen, going to school there. And then I moved to Nashville. Because the, the Garden of Eden lineup is constantly changing. Right. It's yeah. just a... I'm like the one key factor of it. The songwriter, the singer, and everything. Marketer, booker, business guy, the whole thing. Band leader. But the, yeah. the bassist and drummer and whoever else wants to join is just constantly revolving all the time. So this is how it moves forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're carrying the torch. Right. Someone's got to. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Some of the best bands in the world, it's like one person's like the... It's usually most bands. I mean, so yeah. suppose some bands come together and they're like, all right, let's just put all of our eggs in this and like, let's work together. You take booking, I'll take like promoting, you do the, you know, this business, we'll take, we'll do these two write songs together and kind of stuff like that. That's like the perfect band. That's yeah. Like... That helps out a lot when you have that like setup. Some bands yeah. find that, you know, it's really, really great, but... I think you have to tap into everyone's like main reason for playing and then like everyone just kind of like put their two cents forward and everyone gets behind that one dream mm-hmm. and then go all in. Right. But if everyone's like in different, like has it doing it for different reasons or whatever that like go against, it's kind of hard to have one consensus as a band. Right. Right. And then it kind of falls apart or it works out great because right. some bands with a lot of tension fighting and whatnot makes the music even more like it's true explosive yeah. i guess yeah the tension and just like really like like personal relationships you know people that go way back or a bunch of shits happened you know yeah and that all, all that emotion comes out and writes great songs yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like a marriage you're you plan to go into like chaotic times with mm-hmm. right and then for the long haul so I was listening to the Catch Me If You Can EP, and I was like, when I was listening to Ride On My Child, I was like getting major Little Wing vibes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, dude. I, I, I was like, Yeah, I was like really feeling the Jimi Hendrix kind of vibe in there. Hell yeah. That's yeah. cool. So did you record that in Nashville? I actually recorded that in Kokomo, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. There's this little studio called Whisper Studios. Did you ever live there in Kokomo? No, no. But that's where everyone else... I lived in West Lafayette. And then like all the other dudes in Nashville, they're all from Kokomo. Okay. But we all met here. I see. Mm-hmm. Did you have school bands like in high school or anything? Not really, no. You weren't. You didn't play like in the pep band or... Dude, I wanted to play in the pep band, but they wouldn't let me because I didn't start on like trumpet or like... Like, our school was set up where, like, you had to, like, play saxophone for, like, two years, and then, like, then you could play guitar in the pet band. But since I had never played saxophone for, like, two years, I couldn't play guitar. So I was kind of, like, I was upset. I remember being upset about that. Because that's, like, silly, you know? But, so I wasn't able to do that. And there's no, like, in my small school, there was no rock fans, bassists. I, I found, like, one dude, and then this other dude and we like played like a backyard like high school like birthday party and that was and then we played like another thing and that was about it but nothing like consistent that was fun you know or like had like something cool to it what was the size of the school 
Well, like each class was like one fifty average. So like for four years, for all the whole high school was like five or six hundred kids. Okay. Yeah, it's like smaller. So you learn who's the musician pretty fast. Right. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of musicians who like that were into rock music and would like play like drums and like bass and stuff and like it's very slim pickings, you know. So nothing really nothing really like as far as high school bands generated. And so you, you moved, did you say you moved to Nashville three years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've bounced around from living in your your van to a house to mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of crashing around the artist lifestyle, essentially. The artist lifestyle? I, yeah, I can say that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? or About the fan life? Yeah, or the artist lifestyle. Is... I mean, I feel, feel good about it. I don't know. What do you mean? How you got into the van life and moving around? Well, I mean, when I moved to Nashville, I didn't have like a job or a place or like anything lined up. I didn't know anybody, so I just figured it'd be less stressful if I didn't have to worry about rent and I could just kind of like focus on small tasks like gaining enough money to like pay for gas or food and then I figured, just figured out how to like live that lifestyle just it's just a little easier I think honestly it, even if it sounds harder it's it's not having a rent payment is like just a weight off your shoulders essentially I can have more free time to do other things nice mm-hmm. yeah because you can just drive essentially your home wherever mm-hmm. and then just set up shop and the freedom's nice too. Yeah. Like traveling and playing gigs and stuff makes it easier. Yeah. You know, makes it easier to travel because if you're like, if you got rent to pay for and you got a gig that's like three hours away but only pays like 100, 200 bucks, it's not really like in your best interest to go take that gig because then you got to pay rent. But if you live in a van, you just take it, you know. That's very good. 60 point. bucks in the tank and then you got to, you can take more gigs basically. Your you become, opportunities open up. Become more mobile. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ever use like uh, Facebook groups or anything to like find people in different cities or uh, like van life for people or or just musicians, uh, musicians. like wherever you go traveling? Do you like? Well, I haven't traveled just yet in it, but uh, I mean, I use like the Yep community. If that's what you're asking, like what is it? The the Y E P Nashville oh, community, okay. like young entertainment professionals, like oh, all yeah. those little groups on Facebook. Like those are I use those all the time to like see what's going on or see if someone wants to hang out or like link up or whatever. Have you uh, played any parks around here? Parks? Yeah, like just brought your guitar. Oh, like and just like played at the park? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've done that. Because uh, you've played downtown quite a few times, right? Yeah, I've played Broadway, relatively. But I haven't played in any parks, no. How long have you been playing at Broadway? Well, I don't anymore because the pandemic slowed everything down. Right. But uh, when I started, it was like May or June of the year ago, 2019, essentially. In the summer of 2019, I started playing down there, like weekly. Then I played before then. I'm just kind of here and there. I find gigs in there. Nothing's like consistent, but like the past like two years. Would you study in college at Ball State or Ball University? Yeah, Ball State. Uh, I studied jazz guitar and just guitar, classical guitar, music. I had like, class, like classes from a choir to like, I went into like audio engineering, but I didn't want to do that. Once I got in there, I realized it wasn't for me. So yeah, I just focused on learning guitar, learning how to read music, learning how to sing, learning how to write music, just all things music. Yeah, I just tried to learn as much as possible. And you, I've seen some of your paintings. You also paint? Yeah, I just started pa- painting recently. That's been fun. Yeah. 
a little hobby. Yeah, something to do. Something else to sell to the people who enjoy the music. Yeah. Right. A little unique piece of artwork for some fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to get, I used to do a lot of pottery and do stuff on the wheel. And oh, yeah. Bowls and stuff. I made this thing. Made, made those little, uh... Hey, do I love stuff like this? It makes like a dash. <laughs> this is like a little pinch pot and there's like melted glass in it. But I also made those. It's a lantern. I find that really amazing. Just kind of work on clay and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then putting it in the kiln. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Any other hobbies? Yeah, like uh, painting's one of them. Gardening. I like can't have my snake. Oh yeah, you have. I forgot about your snakes. Yeah, I just got. I got one now, unfortunately. Oh really? Yeah, I lost the other two. So sad thing, but I got one good one. Did they just like escape the cage? Uh, one did, and then one, yeah, both did basically. Wow. Yeah, but it's alright. It happens sometimes. And that so. was bonsai, and then cashmere. Cashmere. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. And who do you have left? Arrow. Arrow? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to take him on the road trip with me in the van, so it should be fun. What uh, what kind of snake is it? It's a ball python. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't eat much or... No, he eats a little mice like every once in a while. Oh. Yeah. So it's super easy to maintain them? Yeah, really easy. Yeah, snakes are super easy to take care of. Plus they're fun too. That cat wasn't yours, was it? No. No, it's Kiara's cat. What was the cat's name again? Jorah. Jorah, yeah. yeah. It seemed like there were a lot of pets in that house. Wasn't there a turtle as well? Or is it mostly just... No, just snakes, snakes and cat. Snakes just and cat. Just a snake and a cat, yeah. So have you ever taught any guitar lessons? or? Not consistently, but like a little bit. I remember teaching like a little kid when I was in high school. And then I taught this dude when I was in college, and that was about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the East Nashville music scene as opposed to like downtown and do you like playing over here more or do you like Yeah, I like playing in the East. The scene is really cool and all the people are really cool. It's like it's got a cool indie rock vibe. And uh I mean downtown's very for music and like country, more country and Broadway kind of vibes. But yeah, East Nashville is really cool. Where's your like favorite place to play in East Nashville? Would you like some water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, water'd be cool. The Eastern's pretty cool. I'd say the Eastern's my favorite spot to play. So it's always a good time in there. Man, it's a, that's a big place for East Nashville. The fire spot and then the Eastern's like a mm-hmm. balcony. Mm-hmm. Did you play at Spewfest? Uh, no, I didn't, but I went. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I remember. Spewfest is cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, I miss days like that rambunctious just walking around just like bouncing around different musical mm-hmm. stages all kinds of cool bands playing all kinds of cool friends to meet I met a lot of people that day mm-hmm. it was just like in passing everyone was so everyone's just like open like hey what's going on right and, yeah yeah the cobras are a cool spot to hang out too oh yeah i haven't been there in a while yeah neither have i did you ever have you ever played there mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Times. I like that stage. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, um, do you have any like recordings for or Garden of Eden that you are gonna release? Because I remember, I remember like I think it was like a year ago, you were telling me about a song with like a wizard by a fire. Oh yeah, the Tale of Gold. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fine. Yeah, that song's coming out. So I got I got a new album coming out in this summer called Safari. That's still being mixed and mastered right now, but it's uh, all the tracking's done and it sounds pretty good. Awesome. Where'd you record that at? I recorded half of it at SAE and the other half at Eastside Manor here in East Nashville. Hmm. Yeah. Who uh who did you have play on it or did you play like all the instruments? Uh, I had like basically like the whole like not the whole scene but like different members from different bands in, in town come and uh, play on it. So uh, every song has like a different lineup of players. Wow. So like, every, like Dustin played on it and uh, Chris, my buddy Chris, Ricky Dover played on it and Dixie played on it, Josh Norfleet, like just basically everyone kind of, it was like a big community collaborative project, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. When is that coming out? Probably in May or something like that. Haven't really many other bands have been releasing albums here in East Nashville, so it's like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to have a place to go to find all that. Yeah, I know the Blame Blams just released something like a few months ago, and I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. Some people are re- releasing singles. The Radcoats released something. I think it's just a song. Weird Sisters just released a song, but it's really hard to keep an update without like no no go I go into going to shows is like how I like feel the vibe of what's going on like what band's hot like what song is cool you know right now lately it's just been kind of like what's going on on social media rather than like what's going on in the world face to face so that's kind of changed the dynamic of things definitely of how like we're all interacting your way of like traveling in your van is like the closest thing you get to being able to be in a different environment meeting new people Is mm-hmm. like right now where are you going to go? Grocery store? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All the places that, like the Five Spot is still not doing shows and like a lot, a lot of places. I, I like this Five Spot. I always like playing right here. Same here. That's like, I think that's my favorite place in East Nashville to play. Yeah, all those places still being shut down right now. It's like the whole dynamic of the scene has kind of changed. It's been hard to stay in contact with people that I've usually seen like on a weekly basis. So that's changed a lot of things, but... I'm sure like a lot of people out there are releasing music right now. Because right now is the best time to start just just record. I feel like everyone's just in their home, in their studio, recording. Yeah, this is definitely the best time to be like working on yourself or material or whatever you want to release. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, you don't, there's no FOMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, there isn't, yeah. That's what I like about it. There's no shows you're missing out on or shows you're like, you know, Damn, missing I, out on yeah, digging. I should have Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no stress. Like, I need to be booking shows to play out, like, right. up and down the East east Coast. Mm-hmm. We were going to play last year in May and try and go up north, but that, obviously that never happened. I really yeah. want to play in, like, Brooklyn, New York. That would be cool, man. Hopefully someday soon we'll all be able to do that again. It'd be cool if Nashville created, like, an outdoor stage with, like, a field that people could, like, I mean, go shows at. They have a send. Yeah, but that's huge. I'm talking. I like mean, a smaller indie. Like, yeah, maybe smaller indie. They have. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could. I don't know. Everyone's just so like still so freaked out and scared about everything going on. It's just like, no one really knows what to do. Yeah. Because if you do something, a bunch of people might get upset. And if you don't, some people might get upset. It's just like yeah, you do is to get a set up group of people nowadays. So. Yeah, I know. Everyone's just kind of waiting for some person. I don't know who or some organization to say it's. 
it's safe and it's okay to go outside and be with your friends again. Which, I don't know what that means, but we're just sitting here around waiting. For music, at least. Everything else is moving forward, it seems like. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I... sports is happening, and uh, the tunics and that. But most things have, like, allowed to proceed, but music is... Like, the, D the DIY indie music scene is just still, like, shut off still. So, I think they're just waiting for everything to be more clear. Yeah, I mean, like, meeting like this is, like, the best way, that, like I said, that I've been able to uh, network and find out more about people mm -hmm. that I don't really, you know, haven't talked to in a while, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right, kind of hear what everybody's doing. Yeah, and, like, wh like what, what's kind of, like, been your routine in the past couple months, like? Oh, the past, I haven't really had a routine in the past couple months, because my life's been kind of everywhere. Cause I went to Maui, went home, moved out of my house. Now I'm back in my van. But uh, as far as routine, I've been trying to like read more and exercise more. Like wake up each day, read, exercise, or exercise and read, and then go about my day. If you can call that a routine, it's best. Bit. That's a great routine. Yeah, and then either like my day consists of booking or trying to like coordinate the next steps for the album of like talking to my mixer or uh, I haven't been able to paint really lately. But really just focusing on booking for the and planning for the road trip tour is essentially the only thing I'm working on right now. Awesome. When's the when did you say the road trip tour is gonna be? I start I leave March twelfth and I head I get soon. Yeah, like two weeks. Wow. Start heading south. Florida's open is what I hear, so I'm just gonna go down there and work so I can make some money doing what I love. Nice. And uh, see where that takes me, yeah. Okay, so there's no plan for how long you're gonna go down there for? Yeah, I mean, I have dates booked, but it's all kind of happening as it's happening, kind of the situation. I've never really done some of this, so I'm just kind of kind of see what happens. And if I get stuck, I'll just go, I don't know, I'll just figure it out. Yeah, I mean, do anything. Yeah, I, mean, I can go, go anywhere. I just gotta make sure I book enough gigs to at least like make enough money to survive and eat, like, so. And just keep going, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. What books have you been reading? Some business books. There's this book called Work Smart Business. There's another book on this. It was, uh, what was it called? It's, uh, it was kind of like a mental health, like psychology book. And just like, kind of like ways to approach life to reach your potential and like find success in what you really want to do. Kind of like books like that. Sick. Yeah. Those are my type of books. Yeah. I, I went to McKay's and they have like a whole book section. I was like, man, I love honestly like going to book books and stuff. Same here. Because you can just read anything. Yeah. And, just download, yeah. download it into your brain. Exactly. And every time I read something, it's just like I learn something new where I learn how to approach something differently than I did, didn't before. So. Yeah. What books have you read in the past? Do you like? Not a lot. I mean, I read this, I read some books on like Buddhism and like, like the Zen Buddhism meditation, kind of like spiritual philosophy books for like a short period. And then I read Slash's biography. Other than that, that's about it. Ooh, <laughs> I'm sick. not much of a reader. Slash's biography? Yeah, or autobiography. What was your, what did you like about that? Everything. That book is awesome. I love Slash. Yeah. He's cool, dude. What was he, at one point he was drinking like uh, half a gallon of, of Jack Daniels a day. Yeah, it got pretty, pretty surreal for a while. Yeah. Yeah, he lived a cra pretty crazy life. It's pretty interesting. And he doesn't look too bad now. No, yeah, he's still standing, so. <laughs> Yeah, still stands. Still plays guitar, so I mean, whatever he did, he did something right. Oh, yeah. You know? 
You said you're reading a what was this? Is it like like a subconscious book? Um, no. Um, like psychology. No, it just kind of like talks about mindsets. Just something that's like kind of like a mind over matter book, but it like just talks about different mindsets that people have, and there's mindsets that like generate success and growth and being able to achieve your dreams and your goals and stuff and mindsets to just like kind of settle or like take the easy route or like um just kind of look at the world in certain ways and makes sense because you know people there's people who seek their dreams and want to do shit and they actually do it and it separates people who do that and people who don't you know some people don't and i just want to be someone who does and learn as much as i can so i can accomplish what i want to accomplish definitely and it's always like that kind of person is foreign to the other type of person. Like the other person is like, this guy wants to do great things. That's that's mm-hmm. weird. That's like not the norm. Mm-hmm. But then you coming off to them, it's like you're like, but I don't understand what y'all do either. You know right. What I mean? Right. It's like two different types of people. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they'll ever understand each other. I mean, they might under, I mean, I understand why you do this, but I couldn't live with myself doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. That's cool. So what, like, have you made any, like, written down any new values or principles or, like... Yeah, I mean, like, just kind of, like, keep a... One thing it talks about is, or one thing I learned is, like, when you're, like, faced in, like, with, like, a failure or, like, like, looking at failure differently. Like, you can't fail if you just try to do it, and then if it doesn't go right, rather than just being so upset that you failed, just be excited about learning a way to do it a new way. And then you're gonna continue learning, and you're gonna continue learning, and you're eventually just get to a point where you're like, you know exactly how to do this one thing you're trying to accomplish. And so, that's one thing I've learned about within the book, yeah. The faster you fail, the faster you learn. Yeah, and just kind of like looking at that differently, you know, and not yeah. getting too discouraged about something. Because like when things aren't going right, just by pressing forward and being persistent and patient, it'll eventually just work out. Right. You know, but a lot of you know a lot of people get to the point of where it's like shit gets real, shit gets hard, and it's hard, and they like don't. There's a story. Uh, you ever heard of? The, there's it's a real story. A dude back in the 1800s who was uh, like during the gold rush, he was going out west, dig for gold and mine for gold. And they mined 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 and they they got to a point where like, it was like too hard, like the rock was too hard, I don't know, something, like the rock was too hard and they couldn't dig anymore and they couldn't figure out how to get down there or whatever. And they gave up and they went home back to like the east coast or something. And then some other miner came to that same exact spot and dug a little deeper, like three inches and found a huge gold mine. So it's just kind of like the, like, it was like called the, the three inch rule or something. Like you can be so close to what you want and your dreams to accomplish. And then just by like saying like, we can't do this. That's the minute. If you just would have kept persisting and being patient and just going and going and going, you, it's right around the corner. Right. You know, if you, fit, if you give up, you never know how close you were to breaking exactly. through. Exactly. So that's one thing I've learned and I'm still reading through it. So that's great. Yeah. That's a great thing to learn. Nice. So have you, like, any other, like, phrases or, like, things you've read that you're like, yeah, that makes great sense? Oh, uh, yeah, there's one. Let me look it up. It was so impactful I had to read it down. Nice. I love sayings like that. 
Yeah, so like this thing says, every human who reaches the age of understanding the purpose of money wishes for it. Wishing will not bring riches, but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession. Then planning definite ways and means to acquire riches and backing those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure. That'll bring you riches and what you want. Wow. Who said that? I don't know. It's the author who wrote, like, Think and Grow Rich. Oh, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, that's pretty like that. Dude, I love that book. Yeah, it's a good book. I love self-help books. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's been a while since I've read any fiction. I usually just read biographical information, business, finance, whatever. Self-help, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. You're reading people's that are, like, their mindset is, like, on the page, and you're just reading it, and absorbing like okay now i understand how this thought process will get me this mm-hmm. like you said what you were learning in that book you're reading right right yeah i like books that it's good have you ever read seven habits of highly effective people uh no but i think i've heard about that That's habits are everything dude yeah habits like, start generating habits simple things like just making your bed each day you know it's a habit you just do that you're keeping your house clean it, it affects the mind in a certain way. It really does. So, but, yeah. That's good. They're, yeah, they're little triggers. Like, I put my house in order. I control chaos. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm creating change. Because mm-hmm. I move, I put my sheets and my bedding back. I did that. It's like, that's just a small example of greater things I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, it has like a subconscious effect on the mind. Heck yeah. Do you ever listen to or read any Jordan Peterson? No. Okay. No. Yeah, he's all about that. I mean, growing up, my grandfather used to always, like, if I ever said I couldn't do something or I can't, if I said I can't, he'd be like, can't? That's not a word that you have in your dictionary. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like, that just, like, stuck with me. And I was like, wow. Yeah, and you can do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, you gotta wanna. That was, like, his main... He even had coins that said, you got a one on it, you'd give them to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is everything. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I see like music videos then like watching like Guns N' Roses and stuff, like that kind of like excites you. Yeah, yeah, definitely watching music videos and watching like bands play a lot of it's definitely inspiring for sure. But I don't know, it's like we were, we were watching Breaking Bad last night, it's about to like the only movie thing I got going on, really. Really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched that in forever. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Nice. Well, do you want to, like, add anything about music you have coming out, or, like, uh, where people can find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on social media at the Garden of Eden. That's the name of my art project. And uh, we have like an Etsy up there and I'll be hitting the road in March heading down to Florida and just living in my van playing music as much as I can you can stay in contact with me there I also have a YouTube coming up so it's called uh, Scotty Chabin YouTube okay. or the Garden of Eden you can find it on YouTube and I'll be like basically doing like daily uh, daily YouTube videos of like my van life story essentially so you can kind of people can keep up with what's going on in my life on the road. Awesome. It'd be kind of fun to watch, really. It will be. Yeah. 
So when you plan to go to Florida and then like stay there for a while, then what? Like go north or? I have no clue. It depends on the laws. Because okay. every you know, if there's gig, gigs aren't available, right. people aren't going out. You got to be valuable. Yeah. So it really just depends on what we do with coronavirus. I mean, if it doesn't open, then if Florida's the only place that's open, I'll just stay on there and play. If things open, I'll probably go west and north and all around. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever come back this way, if you go to Chattanooga, the Walnut Street Bridge, it's a great place to busk and really? play live. Yeah. Cool, I'll probably stop there on the, on the way down because I'm hitting Atlanta first, so. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look up Walnut Street Bridge, it's in the middle of like downtown. It's a walking bridge. Right. And so you can get a lot of traffic, just passerbys. Some people will stick around and it's great. Cool, hell yeah. Those are the spots I'm looking for. That's what I look for like in springtime. I'll go down to Chattanooga and bring my little cocktail drum set, set up there with my friend Kellen who plays bass. Mm -hmm. And I'll just be a duo and play for two hours and it's like, we're just jamming, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, whatever happens, happens, and these people are just gonna stop and listen for Check it out. You yeah, know? definitely. Or they're not. Right. Either way, we're still there. Right, right. Cool. Well, I wanna ask one more thing. What, what is like the main thing you've learned living in Nashville? Oh, man, that's a good question. What have I learned being here? Many things. Let me think of the best one. Just to be yourself, really. It's like as an, as an artist, just be yourself, and there's so many things going on here, and you see so many people like see what's going on and like try to be that or add a little list, little bit, bit of this and that, but just being yourself and true to what you do musically. Yeah, don't try to get shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing something cool. Yeah, just I don't do worry this, about do what that. people are doing. Just kind of just focus on your own game and do that. It's, it's kind of like there can um, only be one of you. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to tell you I really liked Electric Groove. Oh hell yeah! That live song, that's that was probably my favorite of your songs. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I like that. The recorded version of that sounds very, very good. The oh yeah, the live version. No, the the recorded version that's about to come out. Oh okay, sick. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah cause I love that live. Yeah, the East Room live thing was pretty cool. Yeah, I listened to that last night. I like of all those, I was like. I was listening out to my out my car because so I was like, oh, yeah, listen dude. to it, you know. Oh yeah, it was fun. Oh yeah, dude. and I was like, it's a live show, uh -huh. crowd, right? You know, I get to yell too. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> All right, dude. We'll look forward to jamming with you or sometime. Yeah, dude. Something soon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.